It's episode one of the Machine of Nonsense. It's Eric and Kayla, and we are happy to to be here. We're happy to introduce all of our cast. And what we're going to do today is we're introducing with top five lists. Um, we figured this is going to be the best way that everyone can get to meet all of our cast members here. Um, so we have a big cast. We got seven total people here. Um, not every episode is going to have all seven cast members, but we want you to get to know everyone. The best way to do that, we think top five lists, favorite movies, favorite TV shows, and favorite video games for everyone. Um, so the lists aren't necessarily in ranking order, like number one for some people isn't necessarily going to be their favorite of all time, uh, and for some people it will, but the top fives are going to be top fives. It's things we all care about. So before we get into that, I'd like to introduce everyone here. So you know me, it's Eric, and you got Kayla, the wife, <laughs> and we got Aaron Finnegan. Hello. Say hello, Aaron. Hello. <laughs> All right. We got Ryan Mikowski. Hey. We got Joshua Grulewski. Hello. We got Michael Nelson. Hey there. And rounding it out is Tomas Ortega. Hey, yo. All right. So that's all of the cast members. You got our introduction. If you haven't listened to our trailer yet and you don't know what we're doing here, pause this, go and listen to our trailer. It's on all major podcast apps. It's on YouTube. Go and check it out so you know what we're doing. And let's get to those intros. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to randomly generate one of the cast members' names. They're going to start. They're going to do their list. Uh, they're going to give little reasons why a given thing is chosen. And then we're going to go to the next person. Let's start it off. And random thing generator. Oh, Mr. Michael Nelson was chosen first. Oh, yes. All right. Okay, I'm uh, going to start with TV here. Uh, my first show is a show called Fleabag. Um, it's an Amazon original. Uh, it was created by a lady named uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's just inc incredibly talented and funny charming person um like it's shows only two seasons um it goes over like her, her going through a bunch of grief and a weird period in her life and it's really funny and uh well done uh, <laughs> yeah bad blindy uh the next one uh not that funny it's a it's a downer uh, the leftovers. Oh, uh, it's a down. <laughs> yeah, it's a show created by uh, Damon Lindelof. He did uh, Watchmen recently, mm. um, which was also very good. Great show. Uh, and like, the uh, whole thing of the show is like two percent of the world has vanished out of thin air, and it's the people that were left over and who who have to. Uh, Face the world after that, and and it's really cool. It really looks, and it's only three seasons. Um, I kind of like shows that finish uh, tight; they don't go on too long. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, cheers, one another. 
another show about grief and and death, uh, Parks and Recreation. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's back it up. <laughs> Why? Because it ended. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. It's really my grief uh, that I have to, to deal with that it's over. But uh, just a, a wonderful, joyous show. Um, I love every character on the show, and I I, I really can't say that about much, many other uh, sitcoms and of the like. But uh, it's great. Um, coming in at number uh, number two um, is an anime, a uh, long running anime, uh, One Piece. I love it so. It's it's so good. Um, Man, that's only great totally choice, Mike. Thank you, thank you. Uh, really, only got into it, um, even though it's been going on since like what ninety nine, two thousand. Uh, the yeah. the manga and such. Ninety seven. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, got into it a few few years back and just gobbled every episode up that I could. Got up to like 900 there. And it's just fun. It's a great show about friendship and adventure. And I love it. Um, coming in at number one might be on some other lists as well. We got uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's, I, I thought, of, I thought about maybe it's, <laughs> It's not my number one, but it, it, every time I just watch one episode of it, uh, it's <laughs> oh god, yeah, it, it's just the ultimate comfort food for me. And What's I, that show about? It's so funny. <laughs> everything about everything. <laughs> so that's my shows. I'm gonna go right into movies. Movies uh, coming in at well, I I, I ranked mine, but uh, number five is a T two. Judgment Day. Oh yeah, that's a spicy, spicy pick. Nailed it, <laughs> uh, man. I I saw this one before Terminator One, even uh, when I was a kid, and so just good. the whole kid buddy like big android man dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Classic dynamic. Uh, yeah. Classic true. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's so good. It's so quotable. It's so great. Even to this day, even the visuals hold up, I think. Uh, wonderful movie. Uh, number four, 310 to Yuma. Ooh. Ooh. That's so, solid. Modern Western uh, starring Russell Crowe and Christian Bale. Uh, I think it's my favorite Crowe performance. He just gives off this perfect, like, smug piece of crap, oh, wow. bad guy thing. But you root for him the whole time, even though he's a terrible person. Uh, <laughs> Love that movie. I I could I I did a rewatch recently and still uh, so good. Uh, number three, there will be blood. Oh Ooh, yes, I, oh, all man. Thomas Anderson's epic about a oil man in the uh, early twentieth century, I believe. <laughs> uh, first time I watched this movie was on a cell phone. Uh, oh oh no, baby, no. Wow. And uh, <laughs> even from the the opening minutes of it i was just staring like i the bomb could have went off and i would not have turned away from my phone uh, i love this movie every shot it looks so good mm -hmm. the uh, daniel day lewis i think gives off the best acting performance i've ever seen in this uh, great movie long movie so if you're gonna watch it uh All right. you know there's like no talking for like the first 20 minutes of that movie yeah it's yeah. so, so it's good it's fucking wild <laughs> <laughs> Feel to it. I, I I loved it. Uh, number two, uh, Forrest Gump. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know you're just for, um, proof for me. Uh, you know, seen it when I was young. Knew every quote then. Knew know every quote now. It's it's. I, I think if I if I close my mind or close my eyes and, and just went into my mind, I could I could recite. I not close. I would never close my mind. Uh, I could probably just recite every line of this movie. Maybe. Uh, don't don't dare me. Beautiful. Uh, and my number one uh, might be cliche or something for some people, but Pulp Fiction has been my uh, favorite movie. Uh, it's kind of like the I think it's a lot of people's like where they, they break open into actual film and stuff like that and and uh, I love Quentin's work this one to me is like his his best uh, collection of characters and dialogue and I just want to know more about those awful terrible people <laughs> and I wish uh, I could spend more time with them every time I finish that movie I think that and uh, yeah, those are my movies. Uh, we're still into games here. Respectable list. Ninja games. Like it. Oh, oh, that was solid. <laughs> Josh, I love it. To, to like it later, if you liked it. Uh, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Uh, this this list, my my number one game has 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 changed. I've retired it. So this list is called the Super Mario World Top 5 List. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Coming in at number 5, Bloodborne. Okay. This game, I think about it all the time. Uh, I want a sequel so bad. It's uh, <laughs> it's like a Dark Souls type game. Uh, it's made by From Software. And... It's the best Castlevania game ever made. The the mood, the tone of it. The combat is just so... Ah, chef's kiss. It feels so good. <laughs> uh, not a great... I, I won't say it doesn't have a great story. It has a hard uh, story to to, uh, to knit together by yourself. But yeah, Bloodborne. Josh, if you could, uh, for the audience, just explain the... I'm ready. Anytime. I love this so much. Uh, number four uh, is Hollow Knight. Oh. Um, I love Metroidvanias. It might be my favorite genre of game, and I think this is the best one, even better than Symphony of the Night. Um, Oof. It, <laughs> oh. yeah, Oof. It, it's really good, man. It's so good. Uh, made by a small team, Team Cherry. Uh, everything from the look, the the sense of adventure and in the game, the combat's fun. The characters are so cool and charming. The world is beautiful. Uh, such a good game. Every time I go back to it, I, I just find more and more things that I love about it. Uh, coming in at number three, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, Oof, it's that's a game. It's man, I it it's basically a game of sixteen boss fights and. Everyone is is either good to to amazing, and uh, it's just a, a really stark, beautiful, open world kind of thing, and uh, I love it. Might come up in other people's lists. We'll see. Uh, number two, Resident Evil Four. Oh, uh, 
just the perfect action fun. game. Uh, the shooting feels so good. I love the stop and pop uh, nature of the combat. I love just upgrading weapons. Just shooting something with a shotgun in the face feels so good in that game. Um, it's it's great and it's spooky. Uh, number one, go the the, the horror game, the best game, uh, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda. Oh my goodness! Wow, man, it's crazy. I saw like two of your list coming. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's a wonderful game. It brought me back to what Super Mario World made me feel like when I was a kid. Uh, no other game has made me feel just just like, man, this is the best thing, video games, like more than this game has. Uh, it's it's perfect. And uh, those are my lists. Oh, very wonderful. nice. Very, very nice. good. I almost can't trash it. It's good. It's good. No, that, was, that was that was very solid. <sighs> you you missed yeah. the most important one, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, can concur. Ooh, I can't wait to hear. I can't. All, right. <laughs> All right. So I have already uh, used the random name generator to pick Ryan. Oh boy! Ooh. All right. So TV shows not enough, huh? All Let's right. Go, so. TV shows for me was probably the hardest thing to think about and encapsulate my top five of all time. You know, unlike movies or video games, well, maybe more video games, but, you know, they're spread out through the years, so you might feel differently about them before you first start them, you know? Season one to season 20, you know, maybe community isn't so good anymore, sort of deal. <laughs> but, um... Alright, so let's start the list. So, my fifth uh, TV show of all time is Batman the Animated Series. Um, okay, the show, okay. you know, I was huge into comics at the time, and no TV show for, you know, those characters was really encapsulating what Batman was, or just the character, and, you know, a little bit darker. Even though it's for kids, they still explored a lot of themes that I wasn't expecting for a children's TV show. Um, the characters were versatile. The cast was stellar. Um, every day I couldn't wait to get home from school and watch it. Uh, four would probably be Seinfeld. Because I thought it'd be anywhere on other people's lists as well. Seinfeld, feel good. You know, no matter what episode I choose to watch, makes me feel good at the end of the day, you know. Has the right balance between George. Because you got, you know, what uh, the spinoff of George... What was it called, Larry? What did Larry David made? What was it called? Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. You know, oh, I yeah. like curb. I like curb, but it's just a show about George, and it gets tiring. You need some balance to it. So Seinfeld's that perfect balance between all the characters. You got Kramer, you got George, uh, Carrie, and Jerry, pretty much through the whole series. And Jerry's probably my least favorite. Um, then after that, let's see, three. One Piece. Just like Mike, uh, this show's been going on for, God, you know, what, 20 years now. You know, encompasses so much, such character depth, um, such good feels, does every little bit of everything. Even though the anime can't kind of draw on a bit much, um, yeah, it's it's something you just kind of stay with you through the years, uh, animation. Uh, number, what was it? That is three. 
Awesome. So number two of all time is uh, another animated show called Vinland Saga. Um, I couldn't write a better character story the way at least the first season so far they have than this show. Um, has best animation. It's real heartfelt, you know, meaning of what it is to like grow and to be a warrior. Um, so it's basically ba- based on light historical facts, obviously some fiction in there. Um, travels this young boy called Thorfinn. You start with him when he's a little kid and you grow right now in the actual series. He is a teenager and then it, you see him grow out through the years and, uh, and become a, a older man. His views about like violence and wars and the Viking culture and everything like that. So it's a great, great uh, anime. I really suggest you pick it up. And my number one of all time, predictable, Breaking Bad. Um, this show made by Vince uh, Gilligan, you know, uh, X Files fame. You know, it's the perfect length. It's the perfect character study. Um, the travels of Walter White through episode one to whatever episode, you know, last episode for uh, the fifth season is just perfect. I couldn't end a better series the way they they done. You know, the writing superb. The characters you you felt for each and every one of them, um, maybe some more so than others. But uh, you know, the biggest problem with TV shows is they usually end poorly. And this show never skipped a beat. You know, from uh, season one to season five is perfect all the way through. All right, let's move on to movies. Um. So my number fifth all time, it's a bit of older film. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the remake, but uh, it's it's made uh, made nineteen sixty seven. Whoa, uh, the producers. Anybody know that film? Am I definitely yeah. with it? Great, 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 great film by uh, Mel Brooks. It's uh, Brooks. it's about a a playwright who's hard up for money, and who's swindling older women for checks to basically finance his plays. So what does he does? He does he kind of whores himself to, uh, out to these old ladies. It's hilarious. Um, and uh, he ends up trying to commit this kind of like insurance fraud, where he. <laughs> He uh, basically gets lots of money, so the play is going to bomb, so he just collects the insurance, and he just he ends up rich in the end. So he ends up making the play called Springtime for Hitler. If you have not seen this film, it is a hilarious, hilarious film. Um, very, uh, very of its time, but you know the comedy doesn't, doesn't miss a beat. Uh, let's see, number... For the Truman Show with Jim Carrey, Ooh, uh, this one. this movie made me feel many things. Uh, it, it was definitely it felt a little TV show, felt a little movie, felt like a little bit of a play. Is some mix of everything that I never you know expected in the movie to do before. Um, and Jim Carrey, I think that might have been was that his first real. Uh, dramatic performance, you know, you, you, a lot of these fire marshal uh, bill. Yeah, that a marshal bill. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, color. Uh, yeah, that was that was a heartfelt one. Yeah, guys, um, incredible. Yeah, incredible. First time seeing him that way, you know. Uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time is uh, Robin Williams, and you know he can go from funny 
to making you cry, you know, in minutes. And uh, we had very few of those in the you know comedian world. So, but when Jim did it, he did it in a big bad way, and uh, I loved everything about that film. Uh, my my third is Back to the Future. Um, yeah, it has this awesome blend of sci-fi that's ridiculous. Mm. You have these big character characters that are just over the top and funny. Um, a uh, grandiose idea of going back in time and what if my mother, you know, uh, has the hots for me. Is just a bunch of ridiculous. You had great characters like Biff, who you know you, you only knew in high school, and even that was exaggerated to some extent. Um, yeah, whenever I watch this film, always makes me feel good. Uh, uh, definitely one of my favorite ones as a kid is either that or Star Wars. And Back to the Future had to take over Star Wars for me as a, as a grown man. So, uh, so my second from the first is Lord of the Rings. I don't think a lot of people will disagree with that one. Um, that trilogy, probably one of the best, if not the best, uh, fantasy movie adaptation of all time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a company because all in kind of one story. So, um, but I choose Return of the King then. That's fine. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's drama. mine to have Terminator yeah. 1 through 7. <laughs> Terminators yeah. it was our modern day Star Wars for sure um, you know it, it did so many things um, on such a small budget not on a small budget but in a little bit limited amount of time did it all one one go which you don't get that very often anymore so because usually there's a break then you go for a year break go for a year just all one go the cast phenomenal unforgettable um, extremely quotable uh, had great breakthrough actors like Andy Serkis, you know, things he did for motion cap and thus far has been great, you know, Planet Apes, Star Wars, you name it. Uh, yeah, definitely deserves my spot for number two. And number one of all time, probably not a lot of people's, is uh, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, mm. The cinematography in this is some of the best I've seen for a science fiction uh, film. And explores, you know, a little bit of what it means to be human, you know, and uh, some of the characters may not be, they might be the main characters, but they're not really, you know, the star of the show. They don't mean anything in the end, um, in, in, in a way. Uh, yeah, this movie made me feel so many things in theater. Uh, I think maybe one of the few films I actually cried in the theater. Um, it was just that good. Yeah. And definitely one of my favorites, um, Brian Goslin films of all time <laughs> since, since the, since the notebook, of course, but, uh, yeah, never fail <laughs> never never misses a beat. And for my video games, move on to that. Um, my number five is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, great game. You know, a lot of games you kind of just stay at home, play with yourself. Uh, this the first film. I even started an arcade. This game was an arcade. And I couldn't wait to play because you could play friends and you can just go for hours and size, basic side scroller beat them up. First thing that I, you know, first game I've actually played like that before. And 
I, I honestly couldn't stop playing it. It, it, it was a fantastic, you know, mixed one, two things together I liked very much, which was the Turtles, the show, the movies, and video games. Put those together. Great combination. Number four nice. for me is uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yo! Uh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is there not to say about this, this game? Excellent writing, great direction. The characters are fantastic. Um, you know, if not, it could have been a movie. You know, it's so beautiful in its cutscenes and cinematography, quote unquote. Um, yeah, no, great ending. One of my favorite endings of video games of all time. Uh, it is extremely satisfying to play that game from start to finish. Um, it doesn't disappoint. Again, same thing with video games, you know. A lot of trilogies, they kind of fail. You know, that third film, it's a hard push to make it good, wrap everything up. Um, yeah, Snake Eater for sure. So the third one from the first is something that's, uh, for nostalgia reasons, really, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, okay. y- you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's again, a beat-em-up uh, fighting game. A little unorthodox, unlike your basic fighting games. Uh, a little basic for how you play. You know, there were, instead of like button combinations, you would just have multiple attacks made with one button. Um, but uh, you know, the great thing about that is Nintendo never did anything so ambitious before. They always played it so safe. You know, hey, let's put all our characters in a game, let them fight each other. Hey, let's have other idea. Let's not have them get knocked out. They just get the get pushed off the level and they just evaporate. You know, um, still play it safe, but uh, y- you know, it is what it is. Not everyone's favorite game in the world, but it holds a strong nostalgia presence for mine. Uh, and <laughs> huge following, huge following. So to this day, really, really. Still breaking controllers to this day. <laughs> My next pick from second to the first, uh, Link to the Past for Super NES. Uh, this Zelda game, you know, unlike the others, was kind of the first to kind of give it a formula, a direction, a way. And I had to have multiple playthroughs of this game. You know, is the the first game I played with actual my, my actual parents. Uh, they were so interested that they were just like, oh, yeah, let me pick it up. Let me just play it a little bit, you know, when you're at school or or, or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's something that the first game I actually got to talk about with my parents. You know, usually they just ignore it. Oh, that's just a, you know, Nintendo game, you know, Super Mario game, whatever. But the the game itself, you know, you feel a real sense of adventure. Um, you know, I, I loved how it's kind of a dungeon crawler. A dungeon to dungeon to dungeon, and you get this new item you had to use to, you know, traverse the dungeon or do some of the dungeon. Sometimes you brought in the world, sometimes you didn't. The, you know, is is a great combination of things that uh, I don't think really any game at the time really explored in a de- in depth, you know, as much. Uh, so yeah, definitely Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past number two. In the number one of all time for me is uh, Witcher three. Uh, The Wild Hunt. Uh, This game is the first RPG 
that I legit couldn't put down. Um, you know, I have what over 170 hours in the game. Um, probably more. I still haven't finished the last expansion. Um, you know, in terms of choices and what matters and where you can go in Geralt's story, you have so many options to be a dick, to not be a dick, to be a dick, to not be a dick. You know, so many, so many options. But um, yeah, the story is highly satisfying. The characters were satisfying. The choices, the RPG element, you know, open world is a hard thing to master. CD Projekt Red, you know, got us pretty much from its, I don't know, I think most of its fame from this game and its sales. It's, you know, the game won over 251 awards. I don't think any other game has beaten it, you know, in accolades. Um, yeah, Witcher 3, solid game. Solid game, my top top list. That's it, guys. So, I am next. Wait a minute. I know, I know. Thanks. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, number five, Dragon Ball Z. Alright? Um, Yo! So, I don't really uh, mess with anime anymore or anything like that, and I, I don't know how much interest I have in, in really ever checking out Dragon Ball Z again, but for a time, that that show just rocked my ass. I mean, just like that was that was everything. I wanted to to just go home and check out Dragon Ball Z, and um, just a lot of fun, a lot of ridiculous stuff. You know, um, everyone kind of know. You know, if you know, you know, you know what Dragon Ball is. <laughs> but uh, that that's a nostalgia pick for me. Definitely, it still has a big big part in my heart. Number four, uh, I think Ryan already had on this list. Breaking Bad. I want to, <laughs> in the video, for those watching, uh, uh, not watching at home, uh, Josh just uh, uh, brought up the black body destruction uh, card from the uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's a nice, nice prop. Uh, he had it ready. Um, so number four, Breaking Bad. Uh, I, I, you know, I kind of echo a lot of the same sentiments. I think it's the perfect length. Really liked Walter White as a character. Um, rewatched a couple episodes here and there, and didn't like uh, Jesse, the uh, you know second character, the first time. Uh, but then, really, you know, upon rewatch, really um, empathized with him and, and, and everything else. But uh, really, just just prestige television. I mean, great great show, love it. Um, number three. Bob's Burgers, uh, another animated show, not from oh. Japan uh, this time, but uh, Bob's Burgers, love it. Uh, pretty much fall asleep every night watching episodes of Bob's Burgers. Uh, Let's get asleep, huh? <laughs> yes, it, it, it's terribly boring. No, no, it's uh, it's just, it's really heartfelt. Um, I mean, it's, it's silly. It takes the same kind of premise that the Honeymooners and then the Simpsons and all of the other you know, copycat, you know, type of animated sitcoms um, have, have taken. But uh, there's just a cool family dynamic in, you know, the, the Bob's Burgers family, all the characters. It seems like I constantly go back and forth with who's my favorite uh, from Bob to Linda to Tina to, you know, Gene. Uh, it, it, it's like it changes on an episode by episode basis. And um, 
just a real easy, easy watch, too. So Bob's Burgers. Uh, number two, Game of Thrones, except the final season. Uh, no, Game of Thrones in its totality. Really enjoyed that show. I mean, that was uh, a real, like, water cooler show for me. Yeah. Um, I'd watch it, you know, the new episodes on Sunday, go to work on Monday and and talk um, to, to co-workers and stuff about that. Talk to, to Kayla, you know, as we were watching it together. Um, and just, it got me into, I started reading the books as well in the series. Um, just huge, sprawling, great TV. Um, maybe didn't, it missed the mark in, in the final season, especially the final couple episodes. You know, that's been, been said a million times. But I think in, in totality, it's just, uh, you know, a great ride uh, overall. Um, number one. Uh, True Detective. Um, oh, I mean that. It probably peaked in season one. I think most. I think that's a crazy thing to to say. A lot of people are down on season two. I'm not. I I don't think it's as good as season one, and I don't think it's as good as season three either. But I also don't think it's trash. Like most of the internet will uh, tell you. I I think at very least the uh, season two is solid. And season one is phenomenal, and season three is somewhere in between. If if you've not watched the show, I just highly recommend it. I mean, Matthew McConaughey is is wonderful. Woody Harrelson wonderful. Uh, their their interplay is just. I don't know if guys two characters have had that much chemistry is a weird word because for most of the show they just despise each other, but there's chemistry in that. There's immense chemistry. They just, you can really tell that they, you know, are are at the top of their game, both of them, playing off of each other. And um, I, I would rewatch at least season one a million times. I've I've watched it three <laughs> times already, and, you know, I, I bet you I will uh, <laughs> continue to. Uh, so on to the video game. Uh, or no, 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 sorry. On to the movie uh, category. Um so, uh, number five, if you're watching the video, uh, over my left shoulder, I guess, uh, is a, a poster uh, for The Prestige. And uh, number five is uh, Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. Um, just love it. Just love it. Um, it's it's great. Another, I, I like the chemistry between the, the uh, Hugh Jackman and... Um, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah, Batman himself. Their chemistry is real good uh, as rivals. Um, it's got the whole cast of characters from all of Christopher Nolan's. You got your Michael Caine thrown in there. Um, some real fun uh, David Bowie cameos as uh, Nikola Tesla. Oh yeah. Kind of a period piece. It it fits into a lot of different genres. It's it's a sci-fi film. It's it's a it's a it's a drama. Um, there's you know, a, a tragic love story in there um, as well. I I can't speak highly enough of it. And it's got a, a an interesting uh, kind of twist ending as well. So if you haven't seen it and, and you like movies with twist endings, go ahead and check it out. Number four, starring the uh, greatest action hero, Michael Bean, the, the sequel to 1979's Alien. <laughs> Aliens is... Uh, just wonderful, just wonderful. It's probably, it's possibly the movie I've I've seen the most, um, and it's probably the movie I 
uh, loved the most, which should not have ever seen as as a child as much as I did. Uh, <laughs> it's a hard R movie. Some of my earliest moments are just getting down to to marine uh, space marine slaughter. Uh, in you know, so just just great. It's an action movie. It's a horror movie. Uh, it's a sci-fi movie. It kind of it's it's everything. It's maybe James Cameron's best work. You, there's an argument there, but uh, you know it's it's everyone at their height. Sigourney Weaver went from in the first movie being a little bit passive and and everything else to being a, a, a complete badass. You know, really just took over that that like leading action star actor uh, role. You know, she's fantastic. And then also, uh, I do have a soft spot in my heart for uh, Michael Bean, her love interest in in the film as well. Uh, I think he is. Uh, quite underrated. So Aliens, uh, number four on my list. Uh, number three, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, The Force Awakens. Everything that A New Hope did, uh, you know, a lot of the, contro- or not controversy, but the, the critiques of this movie when it came out were, oh, it's just cribbing from, from the first Star Wars film. And I think it does. I think it's just kind of almost a retelling of the first Star Wars film, which was a badass movie and they just updated it in modern humor um a a cool like female protagonist but it's the same story um you know it's a it's the hero's journey story that's been told a million times but it's just taken up to you know biggest budget possible you know like i said they added modern humor for to you know take the place of all the kind of stuff that kind of is aged a lot, aged poorly in the original um, Star Wars films. Uh, you know, some some really good practical and CGI effects and just um, just a ton of fun. I That's just a rewatchable movie uh, for me. And, um, you know, really got me hyped for, for um, the, the rest of that trilogy, even though um, we're not going to talk about it. What could have been? What could have been? Uh, so, number two. Uh, number two, buddy. Forrest Gump. Uh, oh, Forrest Gump. Just, just a a uh, wonderful movie. I mean, hilarious, uh, but also heartfelt at the same time. I mean, de- depressing in 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 multiple ways, but also um, uplifting as well. Just, uh, just all all the way around. Yeah, I'm. I'm far from the first person to ever say that. Hey, Tom Hanks is really good at acting, you know. Like, but um, hey, <laughs> really good at acting. Um, and the fact that I think he's he's a sympathetic character for his you know disabilities and things of that nature, but I don't think it's played for laughs. I think it's really heartfelt. It hits the mark for me in in, in every single way. It's a it's a movie you can both laugh your ass off and also, you know, cry your eyes out at the same time and immensely quotable, immensely, you know, memorable. Um and uh just just one of my favorite films of all time. Uh and number one, uh I I may like Tom Hanks because number one is Saving Private Ryan. Uh, oh uh, that's that's a good one. I I said Aliens may be the movie I've watched the most. Uh, it's it's right up there. Um, Earlier you know. today, you told me it was Titanic. So you know, <laughs> I've watched a lot of movies. A lot of movies is what we're saying. But, uh, 
<laughs> Saving Private Ryan um, is it's just fantastic. It's an epic war movie, if you don't know that. The fact that, uh, you know, it's some people's favorite actor of all time, Matt Damon, isn't in the movie until the very end. And um, I think that is uh, a real... A real shot that they took there. They it's uh, it's Vin Diesel's kind of first in front of the camera big role. Obviously, I mean I don't have to tell you about Tom Hanks. It it's got a great cast, honestly, from from uh, top to bottom. Um, Sizemore is really good. Tom Sizemore, you know, it's a war movie, but it's it's more of there's so much great dialogue. The quiet moments um, are, are really important. Um, but if you, you can watch it, a straight action film as well, a straight war epic, gripping gripping your seat type movie as well, and and not care much about the characters, and it still comes off as just a, a really cool movie. Um, and then if you dig a little bit deeper, um, it's it's great that that final scene where you have uh, an aged Private Ryan talking to his his wife and his his kids and everything else is just. Uh, so now we're on to the, the games category. Number five is a little bit of a cheat because it's MLB The Show. I will pick the current year because that's a franchise that has just consistently gotten better. Um, not by leaps and bounds. Uh, that's maybe a criticism you can lob, but they just take the edges off more and more every year. Um, for For my money, it is the best sports simulation that I've ever played beats you know any anything else and uh it's really an rpg um i mean with the level of customization whether you want to do the the road to the show mode where you actually create your own baseball player and um you know take them from the minors into the majors and do do all of that that's full-on rpg because you're leveling them up and picking their stats and everything else you know if you do a franchise or just you know play a pickup game or whatever else um you know top-notch commentary graphics improve every year and they're they're uh, in the works to expand it to um other platforms too so people without uh you know playstations will be able to to experience it because it had been playstation exclusive so i'm i'm uh, kind of uh, excited for that i want you know more people to to get into the franchise so that's mlb the show uh, by the way i'm a huge baseball fan um, number oh. four. Uh, <laughs> Controversial. Yeah, I know. Uh, Wii Sports was the best. Best, uh... And Mario Tennis. <laughs> yeah, those games suck compared to the MLB show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, number four. StarCraft Brood War expansion. Uh, so this is the, um, full-on expansion to the, uh, the StarCraft PC game. Um, it's, uh, it's like a real-time game. Yeah, the, the Nintendo 64 game, you're right. Uh, they made an awful port of it to 64. Um, so StarCraft Brood War uh, you know, takes the original game, adds um, about double the, the content, and uh, you know doubles the story, and uh, I think it improved the graphics and everything else. But just a, a, an amazing sci-fi story very akin to you know the alien franchise and stuff like that you got your space marines and and your you know things that are similar to the xenomorph aliens in in uh uh 
in in the Alien franchise, and and you even got like a kind of predators as well. You know, the one of the the, the races are basically just predators. Um, so it's it's got it all if if you're if you're into that kind of thing. Um, and obviously the sequel StarCraft Two is like crazy esport and everything else, or at least was. I think it's lost its luster or whatever. But uh, you know, big in big in Korea or whatever. Um, so StarCraft Brood War. Number three, um, Bioshock Infinite. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of on a, uh, <laughs> an island with this one a little bit. <laughs> I love that game. It's, <laughs> thank you, Aaron. I, I think it's wonderful. I, I think it, it takes what Bioshock, the original, did, uh, and Bioshock 2 for, for that, and, um, you know, not to, to spoil the ending or anything else, but, um, it really ties the entire story, uh, the entire universe together in, in a really great way, um, while keeping, in, in my mind, combat and the abilities and, and the, the general gameplay mechanics and, and world building and everything um, intact with a maybe a slight graphical upgrade, that kind of thing. So, And just one of the, the back halves or the back maybe quarter um, of that game really... Um, ratchets up the like emotional stakes and and everything else and and there's once again really cool kind of twist ending to to bring everything together so big fan of uh big fan of that bioshock infinite uh number two if you look over kayla's shoulder um you will see (laughs) oh this is funny so if you look over her right shoulder um you're gonna thank you for the pan uh, if you're watching the video, I should say you're gonna see a three panel of uh, Final Fantasy VI. Oh yeah, for Nintendo. There you go. Um, okay. mm, so good. My favorite uh, Final Fantasy. My favorite RPG. My favorite probably thing to come out of Japan. Honestly, just a really cool story. Gigantic cast. I feel like it holds up. Uh, even though it's a Super Nintendo game, I'll every once in a while I'll download it on my phone and and play through it. Um, and it's a big game; it's a good forty hours or something. But uh, I I fully uh, think that it it really holds up and and I I like it um, quite a bit. They just don't make games like that anymore, you know. And uh, number one <laughs> over Kayla's other shoulder is a poster of The Last of Us. Oh. I think if anyone knows me knows how much I, I love that game. Um, it's come on, what can I say about it? It's it's an emotional roller coaster from the first ten minutes of that game are are just heartbreaking and it, it doesn't stop breaking your heart and just punching you in the gut. And uh, I don't think it gets enough credit for although its its combat system and its exploration system are, are maybe kind of basic compared even to its sequel. Um, they really, you know, kind of ramped up everything like that. I, I think it holds up really well. Uh, and it also, it's for a reason. I think it works in, in that, um, in that story, in those environments. It's the, it's also the type of game where I feel like someone who's not into games as well. If you, if you're not into playing games or anything else, you can just watch that game for for its like cinematic quality, its writing, its dialogue, and get something out of it. If you're just a fan of good movies, good good television, good, good drama, good storytelling, right? Like all of those things, I think that 
regardless if you're a you know capital G gamer or or not, I think uh, you can get something out of that game. And um, and the sequel, you know, whatever, it fell a little short, but I think um, that happened. Yeah, so that is is my list. The next pick, which is Kayla. I do feel like my list is going to be um, the same in some ways and extremely different in others, but I guess we'll go ahead and get going with shows. Um, One of my favorite shows is, guess what, Bob's Burgers. Like Eric said, we watch it every night. It's just cheerful, and there's lots of funny puns in every episode. There's songs that are fun. Um, It's just a a feel-good show for me. Um, I have another animated show, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. Hey. Uh, Yeah. That I needed in my Star Wars fandom. Uh, You know, you watch the movies... And I think we all have wants and desires that the story's going to go to. And they skip over a lot of stuff or just travel to a different planet and do something completely meaningless for a whole hour. (laughs) And you need some some filler, some good good Anakin moments, which are uh, very dear to me. Some of my favorite things to see are Anakin and Ahsoka. Good stuff. Great, great dynamic. Yeah, up next, um, I have Parks and Rec. Like Nelson said, it is truly heartfelt. I didn't think I was going to cry so much watching a comedic sitcom, but I cried all the time. Uh, I'm a crybaby, though, so... uh, Beautiful show. I have the Office, uh, something that I got into really, really late. I didn't watch it until last year, I think it was, but I watched it from the beginning. I fell asleep a couple times in the first season, but once you do form your attachments and know the characters, uh, you you just laugh at them. <laughs> They're just funny. Which version? The, the American Okay. That's the only one I've watched. Uh, British or bust around here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have Game of Thrones next on my list. Again, like Eric had said, it was just something that you could watch and talk to people about. Everybody wanted to talk about it. Um, you could go back and watch things, and there was so much foreboding happening in that show that you just didn't always catch the first time around, or until somebody told you about it, or you read about it. Just the subtle things that it would have, like, when they walk into a certain place, there's a song playing in the background, which is very, uh, themed and... And, and telling about what's about to happen, but you didn't catch it until you know. <laughs> yeah. So it was something that I truly enjoyed uh, having that just whole community around. That's it for my shows. I'm going to 
Great. Great list. Love it. I, uh, if you can't tell already, I'm a fan of feel-good comedies. So, uh, <laughs> first, I got Forgetting Sarah Marshall on my Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. It's funny. It's feel-good. It's quotable. It's <laughs> daring. In the very beginning, you just see swinging dick. <laughs> that checks my boxes. Yeah. I like the representation. I like the courage that that, that takes. Um, so credit to uh Paul uh Siegel, right? Jason, Jason Jason Siegel, there you go. Um <laughs> but so it just if it was Paul Rudd, that would have been your it, number one. Yeah. If it was Paul Rudd that would have been it, yeah. Up next, um, a throwback, uh, almost even kind of nostalgic, is The Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah. Great movie. For the most part, love Adam Sandler. Uh, he's very nostalgic of my childhood. I watched tons and tons of Adam Sandler movies growing up, and... Um, the Wedding Singer is one that I think isn't as, like, vulgar or tasteless in certain senses. It's fun, funny, quotable, uh, feel good. Love Drew, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Next on my list, I basically picked just as representation, um, they are... Trilogies or a series, so I just kind of picked the one which sometimes is my favorite. Uh, so I have Harry Potter, the Goblet of Fire. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I have Harry Potter fandom. Uh, I love them all. I chose Goblet of Fire because it's the first time we see Voldemort, and it's just uh, a nice representation of who I am. Um, then I have The Hobbit, and I chose The Desolation of Smog, like dragons, so it's a big dragon movie. Cumber Patch, uh, you know, it's just a fun, his voice, creepy, soothing, uh, I love fantasy and dragons and elves and hobbits and humans and and all that good jazz. Together, I have Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Again, I just picked my favorite one at this current moment. Uh, it truly was something that I think saved the franchise, uh, and unfortunately, didn't get to continue on that track that I think it set. And then it fell off, but it still has its characters that I definitely enjoy throughout the whole uh, trilogy, if you will, of the current Star Wars. I will move on to video games. Uh, up first, I have Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I like open world games, but I don't want to have to spend 300 hours in it. Uh, I like 
being able to gather things and make things and build things that actually will increase anything about my playability. Uh, so you got to um, discover different monsters, if you will, and learn how to best take them down. He also did a lot of climbing, and um, I loved Aloy as a, a lead character, young female. You see her when she is a very young five-year-old. You don't know really what's happening. It's truly an original. Um, it's not a remake. It's not a part of something else um, until the next one comes out. But I think it was really groundbreaking and beautiful to see and play. Great story. It's it's so much fun. Silence is just twisty, turny. Do you trust him? Do you not? I don't know. What's going to happen? Who's the bad guy? Good mystery throughout. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> next, I have Uncharted 4. Okay. Okay. I love the whole Uncharted <laughs> series. I, again, just picked my favorite one. The one that I probably played most recently. Um... Uh-huh. You guys probably know what a lot of video games I mostly watch, Eric. Not that I play a lot of video games myself, but it's really hard. There's so much media. Do I really want to play a game that I already watched, played through fully? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but definitely, like with Horizon and Uncharted, were things that I went back and played on my own. And they're easy to do. I think anybody can do it. Um, and they're just beautiful, fun storytelling games. I can watch Nate do anything, and anybody really in the Uncharted series, I would watch more of or play. <laughs> um, next I have Bioshock, not Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> oh, man, a better choice. Well, <laughs> absolutely. Divorce it is. Whatever. <laughs> That's a good run. A good run. That's a good run. Uh, terrifying game. I love the abilities. They're fun, wild, wacky injections that you give yourself. And it's very scary and questioning. Like, I don't know what corner I want to turn, something's going to jump out at me and grab me, and then the big daddy's coming, so you want to hide and run, <laughs> feeling like you have the ability to take them on. And of course, the story is great, and there's such a twist that is truly um, foreboding throughout the whole time, and you really get to catch on things throughout the story that that adds to me. Um, I love seeing the way that things connect all together at the end. Um, up next is my uh, nostalgic pick. Uh, I have Resident Evil. Yeah. Just the first one, the original. Yeah. I think Resident Evil is my first video game memory, which is kind of strange because it's a zombie horror movie, or video game. And, uh, I just can picture, you know, the PlayStation will come up and you go to your 
memory stick and there's just that eyeball looking around at you and and gross. But my brother got a PlayStation and I was probably five and we would watch my whole family would sit down and just watch my brother play Resident Evil and we would all solve the puzzles together and it was a fun little family event. Yeah. Love it. And even now, going back and watching any of the other Resident Evils or playing them, there's, uh, of course, a little bit of that first one that you wish they all have throughout, and I think they they try. Number one for me is Skyrim. Okay. I couldn't stop playing that game. I couldn't stop thinking about that game. Every moment, I just was like, I gotta go home and see what what's going on. I gotta get my <laughs> my armor. I gotta I got notes in my phone about what I have in the chests in the houses. <laughs> armor. I'm taking on all kinds of elves, um, and it's something that you can play through and do differently over and over and over again. You can do so much with it. It's it's my favorite. Solid. Bang your list. Bang your list. A lot different than everyone else here. I like it. All right. Um, Love it. So, um, the random name general <laughs> generator really wants uh, your name to be Thomas, uh, but uh, <laughs> Thomas. I think they mean Thomas. 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 Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, TV shows first? Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool, cool. Okay, so I kind of got uh, Aaron helped me out a little bit with this one, with like not thinking about it too much. Uh, my first, uh, or I guess number five, uh, is this uh, cute little show called Kim's Convenience on Netflix. It's very charming. Like it's about like an immigrant family from like Korea that lives in Canada, and they just have like a convenience store. Very like slice of life. Kind of touches on like like the guy who ended up making the show originally wrote like a screenplay or like a stage production. And it like did so well that it got picked up as a show, but it was originally just like his idea of explaining what it was like growing up and like being like a first generation American to like a, you know, Korean family in, uh, not the United States, but North America. Uh, yeah, it's just something that I really enjoyed watching, you know, with my girlfriend during quarantine. So Great show. it hits well. Yes. Um, number four is the Bebop, Cowboy Great. Bebop. Yeah, it's it's just solid. It it hits all the notes for me. Music's excellent. Uh, it ends uh, unlike so many other animes. Uh, <laughs> uh, it wraps up. I know people want to talk about like uh the Spike die or does he not? Whatever. I just I don't know. It just hits so many different notes for me. Like character development and just storytelling and yeah. You know, that's uh, I can't tell you how many times I've rewatched that show. Same. Uh, let's see. Uh, number three is Seinfeld. Uh, don't want to beat a dead horse, but uh, I'm currently just rewatching it, and the show's mm. fucking incredible. <laughs> it's like I'm getting excited about the episodes that I know we haven't seen yet. You know, it's like when the David Putty episode was coming up. Oh, so good. Like they go to the Devil's Game. I was like getting so excited. Like I'm watching. It's like. My girlfriend's exactly like my girlfriend that like is having trouble like remembering like certain episodes. I'm like, oh man, this episode's gonna be fucking good. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a banger. Uh, number two, Parks and Rec. 
uh, yeah, it, it just, it's all the emotions, man. Uh, I laughed, I cried. Uh, I, you know, it's just like you're, you want to live alongside these people and you want to champion, you know, them when they champion, you want to hold them on your shoulder when they cry. It's like that and it's in Indiana. So it's like, you know, it's got that, <laughs> the, the yeah. ass backwardness of Indiana is very well portrayed in that show. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, number one is Futurama. Um, oh, yeah, buddy. It's funny because like this was like one of my like security like ask questions for like the longest time to log back into my uh, email address. Like, what's your favorite show? Like, <laughs> like, and I can I can actually fucking remember. It. It's like Futurama is just fucking solid. Like, the show or cartoon, whatever you want to fucking call it. But like, you know, it's like same thing. Character development's really good. Uh, so many like episodes that are so zany. Like, I love the the what if episodes were like fucking. Uh, you know, Bender becomes a human being and then, like, they roll him and air escapes his fat folds and he's like, woo! But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just beautiful, man. Like, you're constantly cheering for Fry, you know, even though Lila doesn't deserve him and, again, you know, the episode with the dog and I can oh. go on forever about the show. It's It hits all the feels. I'm actually re-watching that now and it's so damn good. I've been holding off on it. Seinfeld uh, won the draw on that one, but uh, number one's still definitely Futurama for me. Logging in okay. Tomas's email now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've changed the password like eight times. So. A, lot of, a lot of OnlyFans accounts I see here. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll go on to movies. Movie time. Uh... Okay, so number five, uh, it's funny, is I, I just listed these in numbers, I felt like bad because everybody else was already putting them in order, so I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta do something. But uh, I, put, <laughs> I put Terminator 2 as number five. Yeah, buddy. For a lot of the same I reasons that Mike put. Uh, like, when Mike said that, I was like, fuck yeah, because I, it's like, I was struggling to find a number five. It's like, I was like scrolling through everything, I was like, hopping all over the place. Terminator 2 is just fucking solid. Action, suspense. You know, buddy cop, you know, it's like I got my own robot and like definitely, you know, as a kid seeing that, that was fucking awesome. Uh, then it's just Arnold, you know, like he's very stoic in nature. It's like the perfect role for him. Just be a fucking robot. <laughs> but um, OK. And then uh, let's see, what do I got? Oh, got it. These all like in the wrong order. But uh, Die Hard. Oh, first Die Hard. Not with the vengeance. Um <laughs> I, I like Die Hard, like, for, like trust me, I, I went back to back and I rewatched all these just recently, and Die Hard's the one that just, like, sticks out more to me. Um, you know, one, it starts the whole entire thing. I like the fact that, like, Bruce Willis is, like, an action hero, doesn't really fit the mold. Uh, he's not, you know, it's like coming out of the 80s, you know, he had all these buff action stars, and, like, it's just this regular cop dude who just so happens to be in the right place at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, fucking Alan Rickman was, and that was, like, his like first role he was like 40 something and like his first movie role was like playing Hans Gruber but uh I just thought it was really fucking cool um it's just a solid action film for me uh let's see number three Princess Bride oh uh yeah it's just that's one of the most charming movies I've ever seen in my life it's I love the cast uh I've always been a huge Carrie Ells fan um 
and just everybody in the movie just does so well in every like part. It's like it feels like they were like handpicked and just perfectly placed for their roles. Uh, number two, uh, there's a theme here. Uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> just, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forrest Gump is fucking. It's just fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Gump's just good, man. It's fucking solid. I can sit here and quote the movie all fucking day. We all know how great it is. Uh, Lieutenant Dan is obviously my favorite character. My favorite part of rewatching that movie is just learning to appreciate his and Forrest's relationship more and more each time mm-hmm. I see it. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, and then number one, we're going with Pulp Fiction. Man. Uh, did, did, did I match Mike yeah. with that one? I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, that's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hive mind over here. <laughs> but uh, Pulp Fiction is just fucking good, man. I love everything. It's like, to me, it's like Tarantino at his best. Uh, you know, I love that it's like, not like necessarily like, like filmed in sequence. You have, um, you know, the end is the beginning is the end. You know, like Vincent gets killed before the end of the movie, but like, you know, it's not the end of the movie. Uh, you rewatch the movie, you catch shit like that you didn't catch the first time. Like I must have seen the movie like over a hundred times, but it's it's so fucking good. Um, the characters are incredible. I really wish they would have made the Vega Brothers movie, but uh, same. <laughs> uh, uh, Travolta's too old and fat for it now. But uh, <laughs> too old but yeah. and fat. bald. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was number uh, one. All right, and I guess we can move on to video games. This one's a little bit different. I was kind of surprised by a lot of other people's uh, lists. Uh, number five, I put Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Nice. Uh, just because. Um, one, I just love Pokemon Precursor. Uh, series very near and dear to my heart. My favorite Christmas when I was 11, I got Pokemon Red and Blue and a, you know, eight pack of, you know, double A batteries. And I got <laughs> two of those plushies. I got two of those plushies from KFC. It was a Zubat and a Seal. And I was like the happiest fucking kid on the planet. But, uh, you know, moving on. And I've had this discussion with Mike, you know, it's like my favorite part about like one of my favorite little nuances that they added to like Pokemon Gold and Silver, like the Gen 2, was that they added like an experience bar at the bottom. And it just like made my brain feel so good. And the thing about like the remakes, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, it's like they just remade that game better. You know, it's like it's Gen 4. So they did the, you know, physical special split. Um they've added more, they, like, tied the games together, they added, like, you know, they just put all the shit, like, like, all the great stuff about Pokemon up into that point, and they shoved it into a single game. And, uh, it just works, man. <laughs> works really well. <laughs> um, number four, Eric, I think you'll like this one, uh, Final Fantasy VI. Um, hey. yeah, I, I, I went back and forth on this one, because eight used to be my favorite, um, Six is just, it does so many things well. The bad guy wins. Um, like, for a 16-bit game with that many, like, characters in it, they do an excellent job at fleshing out individual stories. Um, and there's just so much exploration. Like, the first part of the game, yeah, you're on rails. second part of the game, they're like, all right, you have one character. It's like, you can find, like, I think you have to find, like, two other characters, or maybe, like, three, and then you can literally just storm Kefka's tower, and it's like, you know, or do whatever the fuck you want. Explore, find the rest of your teammates. Uh, I love how, like, open-ended it was. Uh, and the cool little side story is, I, I refound my Final Fantasy, I guess, three cart. 
uh, at a at a EB Games or uh, or Electronics Boutique or some shit like that. And uh, like I, I I bought it and I opened the save file on it and I found like two of the saves that my brother and I left on it. Whoa. My brother still has that game. <laughs> it's my brother crazy. still has that game. So yeah. Um, okay, uh, number three, Symphony of the Night. Um, <laughs> I too enjoy Metroidvania games, including the first <laughs> Metroidvania game. <laughs> uh, that was a, that was another one. It's like I grew up, I played a lot of Castlevania, and then like this was like one that like my brother like convinced me to buy. He's like, yeah, we used to play Castlevania all the time. You should buy this game. This is back when I was like a kid and I didn't know what the fuck to buy for PlayStation. And I bought the game and I was extremely impressed by it. It wasn't anything like any of the other games. Uh, voice acting was not the greatest, but it's still very nostalgic to me. Uh, that opening scene will always live in my heart. <laughs> and uh, it's like, you know, it's like I played that game for probably a good five years before I found out you could even flip the castle. Wow, <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was funny because it was like the gift that kept on giving. It was like, I always kept replaying the game and then I eventually found out, I was like, oh shit, there's a whole another half of the game I didn't know about. Um, but yeah, yeah, very good game to me. Uh, number two, Snake Eater. That's, yeah, baby. Um, I think what really fucking nailed this game for me was nostalgia. Don't get me wrong, I fucking love the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, I love the story in this game. Uh, it's got yeah <laughs> mike's pointing at his wall <laughs> but uh, uh the characters are incredible i love big boss uh, i want to be big boss when my dog had to get his eye surgically removed i started calling him big boss <laughs> but uh um it's it's like what really like sealed the deal on this one for me though was when i played it in the game room in college with everybody around me and the experience of my first time playing through this game was just so fucking phenomenal and to this day sticks with me um and number one and uh, oh go ahead, uh, one of my favorite memories of all time is watching tomas fight volgan hand to hand and beating him with one second left exactly yes. one uh, it was so so majestic. I was so bad at that game. Phil <laughs> <laughs> <No. up>. oh. <laughs> Number number one, and my only chance to segue this into the Chrono Cast, uh is Chrono Trigger. Who would I guess? Yeah, well, I mean this game's Maybe. fucking incredible. It's like hands down, I mean I talk about this game all the fucking time. Uh you guys don't know that yet, but uh, just <laughs> I love that there's multiple endings. I love the story. The soundtrack's fucking phenomenal. Like, there's there's like one video game soundtrack that like literally like I can hear like the opening song too, and like I still get fucking like goosebumps listening to this fucking game as I play it. Uh, wanted to share. What's up? First soundtrack too. Just nailed it. It's fucking out of the park. Um, I know it's the game that almost broke a fucking development team, but you know it's. <laughs> like everything about the game is just so beautiful i love the characters uh you know i know mike you're a big fan of robo <laughs> so, i don't know I, I got a lot of like childhood memories playing this game with my older brother as well so there's like i got nostalgia and i got this is like one of those games that like every year i make it a point to go back and replay this and like the the wow factor is like never really faded on this one for me um uh, Time travel, fucking, you know, sci-fi tied in with 
olden ages and swords and magic and it's just such a good combination. Final Fantasy VI did it, but I feel like Chrono Trigger just I, I just love the aesthetic of it. Like I literally like wish I can take a time machine and go back to the Kingdom of Zeal. I've like I wanted to dig through parts of the map of that game to find more shit. I wished there was more to explore in like some of the worlds that were in that game. Like like I don't know, man. I I, I shut up, so I talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my five. Yeah, yeah. I think Chrono uh, Trigger is also Tom Hanks' best role as well. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. Uh, the generator has spoken, and it is uh, Aaron. Hoo-hoo. I thought right, uh, my shows aren't actually in any order. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell you my favorite of anything, so. All my stuff is just five things that are at the top of what I like. Perfect. Um, right. Uh, for shows is um, Dairy Girls. It's a, it's a Netflix show that's set in uh, Northern Ireland, and it's just the whole show is just wholesome. Um, I'm a big fan of coming of age shows and movies, and I know I've never you know come of age as a teenage girl, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just such a good show. Every single character has their own like style of humor some are like really subtle and dry some it's just you know it's physical humor some make funny faces it's just such a good show it's got something for everybody the whole show like you'll laugh an entire episode and then the last like 30 seconds will have me tearing up so it's it's just such an amazing tv show um next is uh is a comfort show that i've watched so many times is reno 911 i can go back and just rewatch the entire thing from beginning to end even the new uh, the new season that was on Quibi that uh, where like the show wasn't canceled, but the, you know, the, the app and streaming service was canceled from under them. Like yeah. while they were on set, you can actually see like their Twitter posts saying like, Oh, we didn't know this was canceled. <laughs> um, but it's, it's so good. Like they came back with a new season after like what, 10 years. And it's just as good. Like I, I love it. Everybody involved is so like talented and, Anything from what was his name, Ben Grant and Thomas Lennon, is just really, really good. Uh, my next is a show called People Just Do Nothing, which is a, a British mockumentary kind of show based on a documentary uh, called Tower Block Dreams. Uh, and it's just about this group of people that run a pirate radio station. Um, we'd call it like hip hop, but they call it uh, garage music, garage. Uh, <laughs> garage music. And, uh, uh, and they're just all really like bad DJs and bad MCs, but they think they're so famous and they think they're amazing. And it's, so they've got a documentary about them. It just follows them around and the stuff they get into while they're like convinced that they're like, like one example is like they're, they're traveling to a town that's not that far away and they're all pumped that they're going on tour and they think they've sold out a club and nobody's there to listen to them. It's just a bar and they're just angry that house music is playing the whole, and it's just everything about that show is just amazing. It's so funny. Um, I'm a big fan of almost anything that's like mockumentary related, which will come up again in my list. But uh, it's it's really really good. Um, they're talking about an American port, but I don't see that really working. But um, my next one is uh, Psych, which I just I love Psych. I like the dynamic between the two main characters so much. Um, it's another show that was allowed to end 
like seven seasons may have seemed like a bit much, but um, they wrote the ending like it was allowed to end. They weren't told, oh, it's time to be done, and they just cut it off. So uh, the ending works. Um, the entire show, there's maybe like two episodes I'll even want to skip. I love that whole show is just so good. Uh, next is uh, American Vandal, which is a, it's a Netflix uh, original. It's also a mockumentary. Uh, my wife actually suggested this to me, and I thought it was going to be so stupid because it's, it's it's literally a documentary about who drew a bunch of dicks on cars at high school. But they they uh, they take it so seriously, and like, <laughs> they look at everything like it. A big point of the show is it comes down to is some of the like the the guy that's being blamed for it, who's a known dick drawer. They say like always draws ball hairs, but there's no ball hairs in the ones drawn on the cars. And it just it, everybody in it takes it so seriously, and every character is so believable. Like it could be like a true crime documentary about a serial killing, and it would it would the tone would fit right in. It's it's so good. And then they did a second season that was really good, and then Netflix canceled it. That's what they do, I guess. Um. So yeah, that's all my shows. <laughs> nice. Uh, for movies, uh, the first movie I put is a movie called The Station Agent. Which is like an indie movie with uh, Peter Dinklage and um, was it Patricia Clarkson? With uh, for people who are friends who are fans of Parks and Rec, she plays Tammy Swanson one. Um, <laughs> but uh, that movie's so good, and it's it, it's a depressing choice. Uh, it's got Peter Dinklage who's dealing with the death of his friend and business partner, and then he's got uh, and he meets Patricia Clarkson who's dealing with uh, the death of his child and. It's just they have such a weird dynamic where he sees her as purely a love interest and she sees him as a love interest. Plus, she keeps trying to care for him because it's hard for her to see past and see him as a true adult because of his size. And it's just it's just really good. and It's really heartfelt and like genuine. It's it's such a good movie. Um, uh, next is uh, Watchmen. Um, I've seen Watchmen declare uh, probably more than almost I've seen any other movie. <laughs> Uh, I watch it all the time when I get bored. I'm a big fan of the comic book, which I actually didn't read until after I watched it. But um, I love Watchmen. I like the whole dark superhero trope that's uh, at the time wasn't so common or or even superhero movies that weren't just goofy. So Ellen Moore, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Except for he hates all that now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, it's a movie called Butterfly Kisses, which is a uh, an indie horror movie. Um, I love anything horror. I watch I watch every single movie that comes out if it's a if it's a scary movie. I especially love indie movies. Uh, this is another uh, mockumentary, sort of about a um, a local urban legend that if you stare down this long train tunnel long enough, you'll see somebody stand up at the end of it, and every time you blink or close your eyes, he's a tiny bit closer and closer until he's you know, butterfly kisses when your eye, you feel eyelashes on you. Um, and then, you know, he does his thing. Uh, What's his thing? I can't tell you. It's, it's a bit of a movie. He runs the train, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the train or what? It's just a uh, train on you. He draws dicks on trains. That's what he does. Right, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Sure. <laughs> uh, my next movie is Hot Fuzz. Um, I love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. 
But uh, Hot Fuzz is just so good. I I can watch it all the time. Every time I watch it, I, I see a new joke I didn't catch the first time because a lot of the jokes are so subtle and they just pass by. Everything, like, you can almost split the movie in half. In the first half, it sets up for jokes. And then in the second half of the movie, it repeats the same lines, but with a different <laughs> context. And it does that for almost every single conversation through the whole movie. It's it's such a well-done movie. Isn't it's it great? It's just the style. Isn't it's it great? Like, Shaun of the Dead's the same thing, too. It's, uh, right. Isn't like, it great it's seeing up. the hound in that? Uh, yeah. Yarp. Uh, yeah. Yarp. You can only say Yarp, and then he's like, oh, Narp? Yeah. Um, my last movie is uh, Nightcrawler, which I know Joshua is a fan of. Mm. Um, I think that movie's fun. Like, even though like everybody in that movie like kind of sucks to some extent, with the exception of his assistant, who you just kind of feel bad for. Um, everybody like sucks, but the whole movie is just like fun and dark and kind of like anxious at the same time. I just. I just like that, that, that everything about the setting of that whole movie is so good and everything like even though like the moves he makes are predictable, you're almost hoping like he won't do it. But then he does. And it's it's still amazing because that's what he should be doing. Um, so that's it for my movies. Excellent. Um, my first game is no surprise. People talk to me, but it's uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> uh, I have hundreds nice. of dollars. I'm close to $400 in this game. Uh, I know there's like five official playthroughs, but I've done them. I've done each of them multiple times. Uh, I use different characters. I put characters in different classes. I do make different choices. It's just it's such a good game. I love it. The story is kind of trite, but like the gameplay is so much fun. Um I love strategy games like that in general. That's, that's my favorite type of game. I played every I, I played every Fire Emblem that's in English, I should say, um, and I I love them all so much. But this is my favorite one. Well, I did, I, I didn't like that that 3ds one. That one wasn't good, but <laughs> the rest of them have been amazing. Uh, my next one is XCOM Two, which is in the same vein. Uh, the first time I played that game, it's so like. Like, you have a time limit. It's not like most of these games where you can, like, level up and get your characters where you want them. Like, if you take too long improving your characters, like, you just don't have time to finish the game before the aliens destroy the world. So, um, that game took me a couple of playthroughs before I actually beat it. And then um, I've replayed that a few times, too, because I like to change up how I beat it. That game's a lot of fun. Um, my next game is probably, was my favorite game for a very long time. is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Star Wars. Um, I like the whole like role playing, but Star Wars, and then like it just, the fact that it's just like opened up and you can customize and you can go to your different classes and then you can customize the lightsaber you use and the story itself is really good. Like even if you, a lot of games feel like like you can make good or bad choices and be bad or good, but then clearly the game's made to follow one way and if you pick the other it feels like half a game um this one if you uh good or bad it's such it's such a full experience and they both make sense and they're completely separate from each other and i just love that a lot um i seen also star wars games jedi fallen order Mm -hmm. um this one i love mostly because the 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 the, just the story of it's really good I think had they just made a movie of this, it would have been amazing. Um, 
it's always like uh, there's always like even when I used to play like the Shadows of the Empire and all that, and it's it's nice to see what happens like in a world where the Jedi aren't like top of the food chain and. Um, but you still get to see from their point of view instead of just no Jedi around. So I, I, I just love that game too. Um, my last game is one that was on Kayla's list is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I, I, that game was amazing. I think the best part of that game was like discovering what the world was like before it became what it is. So like as you go around, you just find all these like little like you get to view like through those like that cloud in the air, like what the world looked like before it was all like post-apocalyptic and it's i almost i like that they fleshed out like not even on the current world you're in but they fleshed out a completely different world that came before it and it's not just a few lines like it actually like every ruin you see has an explanation it's not just just like oh she needs to climb and this is how we're gonna make a shape that actually has a reason for being there that way um and it's it's just so amazing so that's that's that's, uh my list nice man nice Nice. Yeah, so up next, yeah, we've got Josh. <laughs> zero technical difficulties whatsoever. Um, and uh, take it away. Fire away. Ooh, so before going I go forward, I would say I was point. I was kind of blindsided that we're doing a top five lists. Uh, so I apologize for my trash taste. I'm glad I get to end it though, so we can end on a wet fart. Uh, nice. My number five is something that. For TV show is something that I'm surprised was not on no one else's list. It's Pokemon the TV show, um, just solid nostalgia. All I got to say about it. Number four, when I think about things that mean a lot to me, I like to think about why they mean a lot to me. My number four is a little anime called Azumanga Daioh. Um, growing up, I didn't have any sisters. I didn't really have any friends who were girls. My mother uh, worked evenings, so I rarely saw her. So, to me, a show about six girls in high school just living their life, for whatever reason, emotionally resonated with me. Um, that's why it's on mine. Uh, my number three... Tomochan, Tomochan. Yeah, basically. I also gave you your nickname. My number three is The Good Place, and I really can't talk about it because talking about it would spoil it. Um, but every time a season ended, I was like, it can't get better than this. I don't even want to watch the next season. Every single time I was wrong, every season is better than the last. Um, my number two, uh, I don't. I'm surprised it wasn't on Aaron's list. It's uh, Lost. Oh. No show, no show has ever made me want to see the next episode more. Just the sheer anticipation of what the fuck is going on made me want to see the next episode. My number one, everyone can guess, Parks and Rec. Hey. It's on everyone else's list. It's just pure happiness. Great times. Uh, for movies, I will have to preface this with I don't watch a lot of movies, so can't blame me too hard. My number five, my number five is Pluto Nash. Mm. My number five. Mm. Pluto Nash, really? <laughs> yes. Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash. Okay. For whatever reason, this is probably the movie I've seen most of my life. For whatever reason. I would come home from school, I would watch Pluto Nash, and that was kind of the thing that I did. Wow. I can't explain it. The so, first uh, Pluto Nash fan, everybody. Yeah, and the biggest. Uh, number four. Um, growing up, my father was very into Godzilla movies, and I had to watch a lot of them. 
despite my best interests. So when Cloverfield <laughs> out, it was something that just took everything I knew about the big monster movies and flipped it on its head. It was also one of the first movies that you had to kind of do outside research, and that was very novel to me. Really made me excited for that movie. Um, good times. Number three, I could not decide between Infinity War or Endgame. I went with a more consistency over a higher peak, so I went with Infinity War. Uh, Avengers, obviously. Um, just the most excited I've ever been during a movie was that. Number two is La La Land. Um, I've seen the movie six times, and I have cried six times. It is just the the most emotional movie I can think of. My number one, I would like to preface this with, I, I forgot about Nightcrawler, so it didn't make much <laughs> It should have, but I just forgot about it. Uh, that's a big Pluto Nash, though, so I guess... Uh, my number one is Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I will go out on a limb and I will say that the Vulture is a better villain than Thanos. I just, everything about the movie is just so down to earth and relatable. Absolutely love that movie. Perfect hero movie for me. Okay. Going on to video games. Uh, mine aren't exactly exciting because everyone's played all of them to death, but my number five is the Ace Attorney series, uh, Phoenix Wright. Just brilliant mysteries, and it makes you feel so smart. Tons of lovable characters. If you don't mind a ton of reading, highly recommend them. Number four, Resident Evil 4. Probably the game I've played the most times through. It's either that or something in the night. Um, it's just the best feeling guns in any game. Number three is going to be Undertale. A lot of games have made me cry. Nice. But Undertale is the only game who's ever made me cry from happiness. Just the sheer joy and love and attention in the passive ascending, tears of happiness. On the flip side, it also has a second story to it, which is the genocide run. And it's the only game that's ever made me feel like a bad person, like I was doing something actually wrong. There's no like morality system, but it like it may, really makes you think about your how you interact with video games and what you're willing to do to see more content. My number two is not as good of a game as Breath of the Wild, that I would say is the best game ever made, but it did not make me feel as much as Skyrim. Nowhere near as good as a game, I will readily admit, but just, I mirror a lot of what Kayla said, just the sheer exploration and always something to do, and everything just coalesced so well that it, it stuck with me for a very long time. Would never play that game again. It's it's not good anymore. Yeah, and my number one game of all time, um, in theory, in practical, we'll see. In theory, it is Overwatch. Oh. When everything ends up, hmm. Overwatch is the best game. It's it makes you feel so connected to your teammates. It makes you feel like everybody has their own job to do. It is the perfect socialist game. But. <laughs> But like real socialism, it doesn't always work. It just just doesn't work. Um, I've played this game for probably 400 hours. I've played one character, the healer, Mercy, for over 250 hours. Um, just kind of as a testament to how much I love this game. Even though it is kind of tinged with that, just you have to rely on other people to get the enjoyment out of it. I found plenty of enjoyment out of it, obviously 400 hours, but 
that's why I picked it as my favorite game of all time. Excellent. List, awesome. Man. Um, so thank you everyone for giving um giving your lists and everything else. They were they're great. I think we the diversity was really cool. Um, you see, you know how different all these cast members yeah. are, except that we all love uh you know Forrest Gump. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and Parks and Rec. But, uh, yeah. No. Um. No. Thank you, guys. What we're gonna do with these lists is actually, um, we're gonna take them and we're gonna put up a poll on social media, um, and and have people, um, you know, kind of argue about who, uh, is has the best list. So um, I would also like them to add, um, their own as viewers or commenters. Yeah, yeah, feel free. To, oh yeah, you know, put your own list out there. Yeah, we want uh we definitely want um, you know, to to know what your favorites are as well in any of the genres um or any of the, you know, types of of media. Let's let's get the discussion going. So we'll post that um, you know, pretty soon after um, you know, this airs and then we'll uh we'll go from from there um on to to episode 2. That will be a slightly different episode. Um we're going to do a kind of a breaking news uh, covering all the different um, elements, uh, games, movies, TV, uh, you know, what's going on right now. Um, you know, so we'll have that going for you. So please uh, like and subscribe to all of our social media play, uh, pages. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast. Um, it's going to be up on YouTube if you like to go there, but it's also on every major podcast app. So please um, you know, go whether you Spotify or uh, Google anything else. Um, if it's not on your uh, particular podcast app, you can also go to anchor.fm slash machine of nonsense and uh, either listen directly from from that feed or you can take and copy the RSS feed and put it into any uh, podcast app and it should uh, automatically subscribe you even if your, your uh, podcast app doesn't do it automatically. Um, anything Don't we want to like and share? Yeah, please. Oh, if you enjoy it, like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, rate us too. You know, tell us uh, you know how awful we are if we're awful, and tell us how amazing uh, we are because that's the truth. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Let us know. Uh, we like the the feedback, and um, we will uh, sign off now. We love y'all.